Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. You've probably had a situation in your life that you weren't particularly jazzed about. You weren't excited about how it was going. The question is, when that happened, or even now, if it is happening in your life right now, how did you respond or how are you responding? It's far too easy to get stuck in a victim mindset, and you've probably had ample opportunity over the last year or so to find yourself in this victim mindset. Hopefully, you have transcended that. But either way, our guest today is going to be speaking particularly to that idea of how to break out of the victim mindset. We're going to get to a little bit more about him in just a second, but first... It's great when you have time to listen to podcasts, but sometimes you just need to get straight to the facts. And that's why we've put together the Leadership Action List. It's a year's worth of weekly action steps to improve your leadership. If you want to be a noticeably different leader in one year, this simple but effective resource is for you. Download this list for free at leadershipactionlist.com. Once again, for an entire year of weekly leadership development, go to leadershipactionlist.com. Our guest today is a communications consultant, coach, and trainer with more than 25 years of experience in helping improve business outcomes for organizations. Currently, he works closely with CEOs, leaders, and individuals positively impacting business outcomes through effective communication in global, multicultural, and remote work team settings. He's lived and worked in India, Mexico, and Brazil. He's a keynote speaker and a member of the Association for Training and Development, the Association of International Educators, and the Society for International Education Training and Research. Here is Luis Gonzalez. Luis, welcome to the podcast. Josh, wow, big shoes to fill. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a real pleasure to be here. I'm glad you're here today, and I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Absolutely. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? Our careers, our companies, our relationships, and our lives either succeed or fail gradually then suddenly one conversation at a time. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is? A leader is. A leader is one who leads by example. A leader is one who asks questions, including asking questions of those who he or she knows has probably a different perspective or a different way of looking at things because that is the way they'll make better decisions. Leader demonstrates vulnerability. They demonstrate accountability, perhaps humility. They know their team members. They know their skills. They know their strengths. And they're good at leveraging those and letting people have at it. They're not afraid to make the tough decisions when necessary, by the way, for the good of the organization or the team. 
What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? Question that leaders could be asking themselves or others is, is there more to the story here? Is there more that I'm unaware of here? What am I missing by only hearing from those who are ready to speak up and the usual ones that are ready to speak up? And what am I missing by not hearing from those who are less likely to speak up and share their perspective? What is a book that you would recommend to leaders? I, I got one, the main one that I'm going to recommend to leaders really had, a, had an impact on my life is Fierce Conversations by Susan Scott, followed up by Fierce Leadership by Susan Scott. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? Get curious, ask questions, and starting with yourself. And ask questions of others that you engage in conversation with. Start with getting curious rather than barging into the conversation, whatever that conversation is, entering into that conversation just ready to state your case, state your point, your perspective. Start by getting curious. First of all, as I mentioned, with yourself. Ask yourself, what are my biases? What are my judgments? What are my thoughts about my coworkers, my team, my reports, the company, my leaders? And how might those thoughts or biases or judgments be getting in the way of experiencing the results that I say I need to get? So get curious. Start asking questions first of yourself and then get curious in your conversations. It'll take you a long way. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? That's such a good question, and I struggled with it. I got to tell you, Josh, and I've listened to some previous podcasts, and I know others have said both, and I really tried to lean towards one or the other, and I'm just going to share it with you like this. I've always been as a little, since I was a kid, the why. Why? Why do they do that? Why is this happening? I was always curious as to the why. That gave me the information I knew that I needed to you know, piece together life and put together my path. Uh, later, as I grew rebellious, probably in my early teens, I began to ask, why not? I was a little bit rebellious, but you know what? That allowed me to push boundaries. It allowed me to overcome my own fears and my own limitations. And so for me, they're both two sides of the coin. The why, I need that to understand more, to understand how people tick, to understand as best I can how the world operates. And why not? To spur action. Because otherwise, it's a daydream up until then. Anything that I plan to do, I gotta, if, if there's any hesitation or doubts, I've got to ask myself, why not? And that spurs me to action. Hope that was helpful. So Luis, we are here today. We're going to be talking with you about breaking out from the victim mindset. But before we get into today's topic, one of the things I want to hear from you about is this, this fierce theme you've been bringing up. Tell us about fierce. We talk about fierce conversations and the word fierce is kind of a strong word. What do we mean by fierce? First of all, fierce is bold conversations, authentic conversations, real conversations, sometimes difficult conversations. And what we have found in the workplace, I know I've experienced it. I know so many other people have experienced this. We, we often hold back from what really needs to be said. We hold back from sharing our thoughts. We hold back from pointing out gaps in plans or initiatives. And it's usually fear-based. We hold back because we fear the backlash. We fear looking that we're going to be wrong. We fear you know, looking silly or incompetent. Or we fear losing trust. We fear the backlash. We fear losing the relationship or affecting the relationship in, in some way 
So we hold back and we don't speak up at all. Or if we do speak up, uh, it's not real and it's not authentic. We may say what we feel the situation calls for us to say or what people expect us to say. Fierce conversations require us to be real, authentic, and somewhat bold, both in our relationships that are personal and in conversations and relationships that are in the business, in the, in the workplace. So this is what we teach. This is what I teach. This is what I love. How can we be candid? How can we be real? How can we say what really needs to be said, even when everyone in the room knows it needs to be said and no one is saying it? How do we speak up in order to improve our results, in order to perhaps avoid a disaster, avoid a breakdown, avoid uh, losing customers and clients? How do we speak up with that fear? How do we do it in a way that enriches relationships. That's what we do. That's what we teach. And that's what I love doing. So let's see if we can transition this. How would you relate the this concept of fierce, this practice of being fierce to breaking out from the victim mindset? Uh, you heard me say earlier, ask questions, okay? Starting with yourself. So when I find myself in the victim mindset, and this is what, you know, what I've been sharing with people even yesterday and today in workshops around this idea of breaking out of the victim mindset Asking questions of yourself, number one. First of all, you're going to find yourself in the victim mindset. And the victim mindset sounds something like, if only the situation were better, if only there was no pandemic happening, if only we had more resources, if only we had more budget, if only my boss were nicer, whatever it is, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, the cards are stacked against me. All of that is victim mindset. And guess what? Here's the funny part. You're probably right. We're probably right. Things would be better if, Right. But it's not. The reality is, this is what we have. And here's the question I ask myself. I do this almost daily. Given the current situation I find myself in that I find unfortunate or painful or that I didn't ask for or maybe just a pain in the rear, given this current situation, what can I do to get the best result possible? Even though it seems daunting, even though it seems like I'm trying to move a mountain, even though it seems like the cards are just stacked against me, what one thing can I do to experience a different result, to move this in a different direction? Because we have the power, the power is within us. The thought that, that the power lies outside of us, if only they, if only it, we're giving away our power. The reality is this is what we have. Now, given the current reality, what can I do to get a different result? And that's, that's the question I ask myself of when I find myself in the victim mindset and this is also what we teach when we teach fierce accountability or when we facilitate, I shouldn't say teach, but when we're engaged in our workshops, we ask ourselves the questions, what can I do given the current reality, given the current situation to get the result I say I need to get? And then that is the conversation that we can have with other people to help empower them to move the trajectory of whatever is happening because we find ourselves in victim mode very often. I mean, we're all human beings, right? Once in a while, you sit and you wallow in it, but then there comes a point where you have to say, okay, now what? I'm not getting the results I want to get by sitting here and moping about it. Complaining about it is not going to help anything. So what can I do given the current situation? So we have that conversation with ourselves, asking ourselves those questions. And we ask other people after they've shared with us their complaint or their situation or their difficult uh, circumstances they find themselves in. I'm not going to give advice. I'm going to ask them, given the current situation you just described to me, what's the one thing you can do to move it in a different direction to perhaps get a different result. 
I love that idea of changing your mentality, your paradigm from if only to what can I do? I think one of the things that might be helpful for people to hear is what is it that causes us to to gain this victim mindset in the first place? Why do we so often default to that if only rather than that what can I do? Well, it's the idea that we all have a context, if you will. A context is kind of like the lens through which we view life, view and interpret life and circumstances. And the context is formed by our truths, our beliefs, our attitudes over the years of life. And they become our truths with a capital T if we hold on to them long enough. But this is a context. A lot of times there are assumptions. Uh, and so we have to take a look at that. And that's what I mean by asking yourself the question, you know, getting curious with yourself. What's my context around my employees, the people who report to me, uh, my bosses, what, what are my thoughts, what are my biases, my attitude around that? Because that will determine how I communicate with them and my relationship with them and ultimately the results I get. So check your context. Okay, currently uh, we're in a, you know, a challenging situation here in the year 2020. We've got a pandemic. People are working from home. People are really, really struggling and challenged with trying to find some sort of balance in times of uncertainty. So you know what? I've done it. Many of us listening probably have done it as well. You can wallow in your Netflix cave about it for a day, maybe, maybe two if you stretch it, but then what? You've got to do something. And so that's how you shift your context. It's emotional based for me because if I sit and ask myself the question, okay, given the current circumstances, what can I do? Just hearing myself in my mind or verbally out loud say it to myself, what can I do? It creates, it stirs in me a different emotion that's more positive. And it creates almost in myself a positive vision that actually I can do something to change the current circumstances. Even if it's little, I do have power to change something. That is how I look at it, like shifting your context. It's, to me, it's as simple almost as if, the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. There's the same amount of liquid there. What are you going to do with it? How are you looking at it? If you're looking at it as half empty, it's going to affect your results. If you're looking at it as half full, it's going to affect your results. What about life? Life is either what? Bowl of cherries or is it the pits? It's life. But how are you interpreting it? How are you looking at it? What's your context around it? That's going to determine your results. So if your current way of looking at things be they the people around you, people you work for, people who report to you. If your current way of looking at life, the situation, we call it context, if that current way of looking at things or your current context around those things is not working for you to get the results you say you want, I suggest you change your context. Look at it differently. Or let me step back. Are you willing to look at how you look at these things? And are you willing to perhaps shift the way you look at things? So, for example, if I can elaborate on this a little bit, again, to bring, you know, to bring up this pandemic that hit us around March, our own company, Fierce Conversations, we had to pivot quickly. Suddenly, all of our workshops were canceled. All of our in-person workshops were postponed or canceled. Suddenly, we found ourselves, ourselves with you know, very little or no business. Okay, we could have wallowed in that and we could have said, well, if the circumstances were better, if there were no pandemic, we could be fine. You know, we, we could have hung out there. That was obviously not going to work for us. So we, using our own tools that we teach at our workshops, had to have a real fierce conversation with one another at Fierce. Given the current situation that is unfortunate, that we didn't ask for, that's hampering 
our business, given the current situation, what can we do to get a different result? And boom, next thing you know, we're like, okay, let's pivot. Workshops online. We've got to switch online. What is the need of our clients right now? We checked in with our clients and our customers, and they told us right now the need is how to help people get out of this victim mindset due to the challenging circumstances. How can managers be more accountable, and how do they know their people working remotely now are actually being accountable? And so we developed a couple of workshops to address those needs. And so, again, without belaboring the point, that's what we're doing. We're looking at how am I currently seeing situations, people, things, events, and is that affecting my results? Is it helping me get the results I say I want to get? And if not, am I willing to look at the situation differently? What can I do to get a different result? And one of the things that you just referenced that I was hoping to get a little more insight on anyway is this fierce accountability. Could you share with us how accountability connects to and maybe even helps to alleviate or overcome the victim mindset? Fierce accountability works this way. As I've already shared, starts with us. It starts with you having the conversation with yourself so that you're able to pull yourself out of the, out of the victim mindset and actually start experiencing different results, however small they may be. You know when things have changed direction for the better. Now, once we have that conversation with ourselves on a regular basis, because you know what? Every day I wake up and sometimes life did not go the way I planned. In fact, every day something happens that I didn't plan. That's how life is. And so I return to this conversation with myself. That helps me break out of the victim mindset. Now, from my perspective, from my experience, and from what I've learned from the leaders who have you know, coached and led and taught me, accountability can't be trained. This, you know, breaking someone out of a victim mindset, you can't train someone to do that. You can't hold people accountable. It's a choice. It's a personal choice. It's a private choice we make about how to live our life. And so what we need to do, or not, I shouldn't say what we need to do, what I have found that what works is having conversations with others that come to me with this victim mindset. Oh, if only things were better and wash, let me, can can I, can I talk with you? Oh my God, you won't believe how horrible things are right now. Okay, great. I'll listen. I'll be a good listener. And now that I've had these conversations with myself, I can have them with other people. Tell me more about that. What's going on? How is it affecting you? What else is it affecting? And we dive deep into the conversation, continuing to get curious. How do you feel about that? Tell me more about that. And then we help them paint the positive vision. What would it look like if this issue was resolved? What's the one thing you can do to move this issue towards resolution? And the next thing you know, they're telling you and they're hearing themselves say that. They're actually shifting their context. They're shifting the way they look at things. They're moving themselves out of the victim mindset into an accountable mindset without me telling them to do it, ordering them to do it, training them to do it, or any of that. They are doing it on their own simply by me asking questions. It's a, it's a coaching model, basically, Socratic questioning. And they come to the point of accountability on their own simply by me asking them questions. And it is so empowering to see the look on someone's face when, they, when I ask, what's the most potent thing you can do to move this issue? towards resolution. I know it's a big deal. I know you're trying to move a mountain here, but what's the one thing you can do to move this towards resolution? And then they tell you, and then I actually model accountability after that and say, okay, great. At this point, it's a daydream. When are you going to do it? 
I'll do it next week. When next week? See, again, you model accountability. When next week? Monday. Great. You're going to talk to your boss or whatever it is that step you said you were going to do to move this in a different direction, move this towards resolution. You're going to take that one step next week, Monday. Awesome. Let me know how it goes. Can't wait to follow up with you and hear how successful it was. So again, you're asking questions, you're staying curious, and you're just asking the other person questions on how they might move things in a different direction. And they tell you, you've not mandated it, you've not trained them. They have shifted their context from victim to accountable in a conversation, and then they will experience the results. And then hopefully they'll have that conversation with themselves and share it with other people as well. So one of the things, Luis, that I think would be really helpful to hear from you about is what you learned as far as communication and life experience goes through the time that you worked in India, Mexico, and Brazil. And maybe you can relate this back to the victim mindset, maybe not, but what are some of the things that living internationally in other countries, experiencing other things, how has that enriched the work that you do and broaden your perspective? As you noted, I've lived in Brazil, Mexico, and India, and I've worked in all those places. And most of the time, everyone is speaking English. So for example, I worked in India, I was at Microsoft. Everyone spoke English. I worked in Brazil, I'm working with executives, coaching executives, they spoke English. Miscommunication is not always due to not understanding the language fully or not having a full grasp of the language. It's more subtle than that. And so how this relates to asking questions, for example, if I'm working with a team in India and I'm going to speak in generalizations here because not everybody, you can't paint with a wide brush, but generally speaking, different cultures around different parts of the world have different styles of communication. And some are more direct and some are less direct. We in the United States, we tend to be more direct communicators. Other cultures, they tend to be more indirect. So as an example, when I'm leading a team in India and I ask one of the persons who reports to me, hey, can you have that report done to me by Friday in the business? And the answer I get is something like, I'll do my level best, sir. Now, the average American who may not have experience in, in these subtle communication styles may take that as a yes. He sounds like he's going to do his best to have it done on Friday. Great. I know that's a no. That's a very indirect way of saying don't count on it. So I'm going to ask more questions. What's going to get in the way? What challenges do you see preventing you from getting that to me Friday close of business? I might even ask deeper questions like anyone going on vacation this week? Are there any weddings this week? Because we know in other parts of the world, someone goes to a wedding that could be five days or more. So I start digging deeper and asking more questions until I finally strike oil. And I hear that other person in India say, well, actually, sir, probably won't be able to get it to you on Friday. How about Monday? But had I been satisfied with the first answer, which was, I'll do my level best, sir, it, would, it could have been disastrous. I may have had a client or a customer waiting on something, and now there's a whole domino effect. So number one, I remain curious when I'm communicating, even in English, throughout other cultures, just to make sure I'm understanding we're all on the same page and that I'm not assuming things as well. So that's number one. The victim mindset ties in with that. I can relate with that so much because when I first went to live and work in India, I was no stranger to India. I had visited India over the years since 1987 as a tourist. The longest stretch I stayed there was maybe four months, but now I'm living here. And the communication styles clashed. I'm a very direct American speaker. 
I was raised in the United States and I want answers now and I want them quick. In other countries like India, you may not get the real clear answer and it may not come quickly. So frustrating. And my victim mentality, my victim mindset took over after about month three. For people who are listening to this today may be aware of the ups and downs of culture shock for expats. You know, there's a honeymoon period. I went through my honeymoon period. After about the four month, three, four month mark, I hit a low and I was like, you know, if only this were better. I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't realize communication was going to be so hard. I didn't know this, that, and the other. If only, why did I do this? And then I stopped and I remember it so clearly. One night, a Saturday night on my balcony with the bats flying in the air and the sounds of the temple bells and all of that. I thought to myself, wow, given the current circumstances, what can I do to get a different result? And I swear it was almost like magic almost immediately my mindset shifted to one of, oh my gosh, look at all the lessons you're learning on communication styles. You're learning the lessons of hard knocks right here. And wow, you're going to be able to tell such great stories from these experiences to help others as you coach and train them to help your lessons land even more. And this was before I even found out about fierce conversations or this accountability we've been talking about. But it was the one question I asked myself as I found myself wallowing in victim mindset, ready to go back to the United States, terminating my year contract with Microsoft and stopping in that moment and saying and asking myself, given the current circumstances that are kind of unpleasant, what can I do to get a different result? And had an aha moment. Yeah, so communication style is now shifting. It gets better when I'm now consulting with an Indian IT consulting firm, I'm helping them communicate with their Japanese IT team in Japan, and this is all being led by an American manager, and everyone's speaking English. <laughs> so you can imagine we have Japanese uh, people in Japan, definitely coming from a more higher context communication style, if you will. Uh, we're very low context speakers in the United States, and India, probably a very high context, and we've got an American manager. So that was also experience for me in asking more questions, asking more questions, and then repeating what you've heard to make sure you're actually interpreting it right and not assuming. And when you reach those challenges, for me, like I said, when I would reach those challenges where I was ready to just throw my hands up in the air, done trying to untie the communication knots that other members of this large team had formed, when I reached that breaking point, I asked myself, okay, this you know, this is unpleasant. I didn't ask for this. I don't want to do this. But given this current situation I find myself in, gosh, is there some gold nugget here? Is there some little shimmering uh, jewel here that I can take with me and, and learn from some lesson? And sure enough, if I think about it for not too long, there it is. Again, working with this Japanese team, the Indian team, and the American, U.S. American manager, I shifted from what the heck did I sign up for? to the mindset of, oh my gosh, yeah, this is challenging, but man, am I going to have some really good experience and stories to tell after this. I love that mindset, and I really do appreciate all that you've shared with us today. Before we finish up the interview, I'd love to know if there's anything that you think would be really important to leave the listeners with, whether it's something that you want to reiterate from our conversation today or something that we just didn't get a chance to talk about from the work that you've done and all that you've seen changing over these last few months as you've been working with individuals to be fierce in their accountability and conversations and so much more. 
I want to speak to leaders, but then I also want to speak to people who don't have the official title of leader. But at the end of the day, in some way, and it sounds cliche, I know, but eh, we're all leaders. So I want to speak, I want to share something that will land for everybody, no matter if you're C-level or, you know, maybe just starting your career or anywhere in between. And so the best thing that I think that will land for everybody that I'm hoping will be beneficial and impactful is this. Again, I'll repeat it. Get curious. Are you wanting to make the best possible decisions? Are you wanting to know more about a situation? Are you wanting to help? Are you wanting to support? Or are you wanting to be right? If it's just about you being right and proving your point and entering into conversations ready to share what you think, it may not get you as far as you'd like. You may not get the results right away that you say you want to get. So that's why I recommend going into conversations with anyone. Doesn't matter if you report to them, they report to you, or even in your personal life. Start by asking them, how do you see this? What are your thoughts on this? What's your perspective on this? How did you arrive at that conclusion? People love to talk about that kind of stuff. And if you're a real good listener, they get it. They know that you're genuinely interested and curious. That builds trust, enriches the relationship. And then from there, you'll be able at some point to present your perspective and you go back and forth and come up with a better solution. So again, to recap, get curious with yourself, get curious with others in conversations and go from there. Well, Luis, if people have connected with what you've shared today, where can they go to learn more about you and the work that you're doing? Yeah, thank you for asking, Josh. Appreciate it. There are two ways to get in touch with me and with this. If you're a leader and you'd like to transform the communication in your team or your organization to make it more effective, improve your results, got some amazing resources you can find on our website. So please go to fierceinc.com, F-I-E-R-C-E-I-N-C dot com slash resources. Got tons of resources of things that we've talked about today and more, and they're free. One of the recent ones we published that I really like is an infographic on nine fun ways to stay connected while working remotely. Also, if you've enjoyed our conversation on the show today, and I hope you did, I'd love to hear from you on my LinkedIn page. You can search for my name or go to linkedin.com slash IN slash Luis Gonzalez, my name. Send me a quick message. I'd love to expand my network and learn uh, from others as well. So I'd be happy to answer any questions any of your listeners may have about anything we've been talking about today. So again, our website, fierceinc.com slash resources and find me on LinkedIn and connect. Let's network. Luis, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Josh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Once again, if you'd like to connect with Luis, you can go to fierceinc.com or to his LinkedIn page, and both of those are in the show notes below. Now, let's go ahead and get to today's three key takeaways. The first one is this. Ask yourself and help others ask this question. Given the current reality, what can I do to get a different result? It's so easy for us to get stuck with blinders and to forget that we have the opportunity to change what we're doing to change the outcome. So if you don't like where things are going, given that current reality, identify what you can do and then get into action on that thing. And the second thing is connected to this. And Luis said this, 
How you look at things matters. Life is either a bowl of cherries or it's the pits. Look at the current reality as an opportunity to improve and get closer to where you want to ultimately end up. Look at life as a bowl of cherries, as a collection of opportunities, and take advantage of those opportunities. And the final key takeaway is the idea that the opposite of the victim mindset is the accountability mindset. Whether it's an internal dialogue with yourself or a conversation you're having with someone else, begin asking questions of the person who has that victim mindset. Begin asking them questions that help them to break out of the victim mindset and allow themselves to begin holding themselves accountable for their current reality, for the opportunities they have in front of them. And if you are interested in figuring out ways to take action and to look at your current reality and figure out how you can make it better, how you can take advantage of it, how you can be an active participant in your own life and in your leadership, I encourage you to download the free leadership action list. This is a year's worth of weekly action steps that you can take as a leader. If you're looking for a way to hold yourself accountable or to get other people in a group with you and hold each other accountable to becoming a better leader, the leadership action list is a great way of doing that. It's totally free and it's going to help you improve as a leader this year. We're going to be back one more time later this week with another great interview. And until then, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well.